There's no category for heart, leadership, uh, Jimmy mind tomfoolery, him to- like none of that works. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sideline Summit. I'm Antonio Perez, joined as always by Danny Cole, DC, UPenn's finest, and Chris Culture, CB Culture Boy. We got another great episode for you guys today. Today, we'll be talking about the NFC East. This is our second to last division predictions. Uh, we will also be talking about the obscure NBA 2K ratings because that is just our favorite thing to do every single year. And then we actually got two games to finish off today's episode. We're going to be doing a guess the NBA player. I got a player of mine. These two are going to figure it out. And then Danny has five quarterbacks and me and Chris are going to blind rank them. But before all of that, um, if just real quick before we get into Summits Plummets, um, Zeke is a Patriot and he's going to be wearing number 15. You know, that was just my favorite quick, number. Quick. Yeah, cool. Danny's favorite number growing up. Um, but yeah, just quick news. You know, if, if you didn't see it, you probably see it by the time this comes out. But uh, yeah, and uh, I'll kick off the summits today. Cool, that's the direction it's I was going. It's officially Madden launch day. Madden comes out tonight, mm-hmm. eight p.m. Madden's a game that everyone loves. Everyone loves to play it every year, no matter if you like football or not. It's a game where you get a touchdown and you or you get throw an interception. You want to throw your controller at the TV. Uh, you always blame the game. It's never your fault. Um, <laughs> so that's a thing. We love Madden. Madden loves us. Madden doesn't love me back. Very one-sided relationship going on there. Um, I couldn't disagree more with you. I hate that game. I haven't I haven't bought a Madden since Madden 20. I actually got Madden 21 for my birthday. Uh, I may or may not have bought that one because Lamar was on the cover. Like, maybe I would have, but I got it for my birthday anyway. Um, that's my plummet. My my plummet is these video games coming out every year. Stop making the same game and sending it my way. I'm not, I'm not getting it until Microsoft, like, puts it up for, like, 80% off, and I get it for, like, $15. I'm sure I might as well buy it at that point. I ain't buying a $60 game and the same remake every year. That goes for well, 2K and Madden, which we'll get into later. What they should do is release a game every other every three years and just keep releasing roster updates and then the changes are going to be more large scale yeah that makes a a lot more sense but and you know what it will do if madden does that and they say we'll release a game in two years they miss out on having to say two different maddens called madden 25 yeah they they messed up big time with that one but uh Sarah, since I got a plummet, Danny had a summit. Chris, do you have one and or the other? Um, plummet. The th- and, and this this is halfway a plummet on me. I was thirsty to watch USA play Slovenia because I thought Luca was playing, but I didn't realize he wasn't playing until the game's about to start. So I wasted two and a half hours of my life watching USA and some randoms and going Dragic's brother, Zoran Dragic, which is one of the cooler names I've heard. Uh, so I got to watch that. That was kind of a plummet, though, because I thought Luke was going to play. And also a plummet on scheduling. Why is there back-to-back games and exhibition games? That makes no sense to me at all. No, no, no sense. It. That's I my plummet it. right there. <laughs> that makes no sense. I don't, I don't know. 
All we right. complain about FIBA. back-to-backs in NBA, but we're gonna do it in exhibition games. Like what? exhibition FIBA matchups. What? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I got no clue. Um, yeah, double blunder right there. Yeah. So my summit of the day is that it has nothing to do with sports, but me and Danny hit Costco, and that was fire. A one Costco. They got the goods. Free little free sample of a chicken bite, which made Danny end up getting the chicken bites. <laughs> but Dude, they, those chicken bites are like Tyson chicken bites, but like on crack. Oh, uh, whatever A1. hot. I, I gotta get whatever hot sauce they got. But those, dude, those were. You get a little ranch. Yeah, yeah, they're good. Yeah, they they were they were, they were like that. Well, the the summit of the summit was rounded it out with a chicken bake, but um, yeah, chicken bite, yeah. chicken bake. Exactly. Barbecue chicken, like Shaq says. Uh, never know. Barbecue chicken alert. Oh, summit but, uh, on, I mean, a plummet on me, too. I didn't even realize Shohei was in town this week. I had no clue. Oh, man. Oh. No and Ranger tickets are very cheap. Well, com- well, comparative to some other places. But Ranger tickets are pretty cheap. And I wish I would have known because I would have kind of planned for them. I'm actually look- I'm looking on game time like before the episode to see if I can catch like a cheap one for like either tomorrow or next day or whenever they play again. I'm trying to go catch Shohei. I, I didn't. I can't believe I was such a casual. You know, he's in to. town for us the first week of classes for me. So yeah, might kick off the might kick off the school year. Ah, no, we all got skip. No, I don't. I don't. I got to skip class. Uh, I can. I can work around it. Make I'll be able to because it's for sure. Yeah, because it's at night. Don't give me a reason to skip class. Make it work for show for Shohei. <laughs> Speaking of Shohei, yeah. my little cousin. He's like five, six years old. He he brought his iPad to dinner last night. We're just celebrating my uh my cousin's uh twenty second birthday, mm-hmm. and he said, "Look at my background. It's Shohei Otani. He's my favorite player." I was like, "That's fire." He's like six years nice. old. Yeah, that's hella cool. <laughs> Cause he's the the best ever. TBE. Honestly, uh, Danny, we need a plummet out of you before we can move on. Or a double summit. Hey, I'll never complain about a double summit. Double summits are encouraged here. Yeah, please do double summits, Danny, because I, I I had double plummets, so I'm a loser. So please do. <laughs> oh, a double summit. I moved into my uh, college apartment senior year on this Sunday, and I got a full-time job offer. So do- that's, that's a triple summit. That's crazy. Danny is a winner. W. Danny's a complete winner. He's going to be making six figures out the gate. It's going to be crazy. Almost. But – um. It's crazy. Yeah, well, basically are. But I'm not, we'll I'm move not an NFL player. You don't got to report my salary to the uh, to the league. <laughs> well, speaking of speaking of NFL players, let's crack into them. So the Philadelphia Eagles over under line 11 and a half, which me and Danny, I actually talked. I was like, I was like, oh, that's low. But he was like, you can't just like ex- like if, if, if they set the line to 12 and a half, it's like you can't just expect them to win 13 games. I'm like, oh, well, I can because I do. I do think they're going to go 13 and four. My four losses, I have them losing to Kansas City. I have them losing to the Niners at home in a very tough game. And I'll say the I'll say the Cowboys in Dallas because they just I don't remember the last time they won there, to be quite honest. It probably wasn't that long ago, but I can't think of it. So those are the three loss, three main losses. And week 18, they'll probably lose because they'll have the conference wrapped up and everything. That's just me. Obviously, take what I say with a grain of salt. I see the Eagles through a different lens. Um, but mainly about the Eagles. If there is any doubt about this team, there is none. 
have full Super Bowl expectations going for this team next year. Honestly, anything short of winning a Super Bowl should be a disappointment. You were there last year. You have another year under the same system. I know it's a different offensive coordinator. It's the same system. A better defensive coordinator with upgrades on the defensive line. Yes, I said upgrades on the defensive line, despite losing 10-sack Javon Hargrave. Um, Because I think Jordan Davis is a much better run supporter. I also think the combination of Davis and Carter is better than one Javon Hargrave. Uh, But... Again, I could just be talking out my butt, so I probably won't try to speak too much on this segment. Uh, I'm going to roll it over on over to Danny because he's a Steelers fan. So, Danny, for like two minutes or so, uh, talk about your PA brother. So I'm a Steelers fan, but I watch a lot of Eagles football just being in Philly. So it gets critical. Jalen Hurts my favorite player. You guys know this. W. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The Philadelphia Eagles – I think have gotten better this off season, but I think their record actually gets a little worse just because their schedule goes, gets a got that much harder this year. Um, but they finished 14, three last year. Yes. Yes. They lost two games with Gardner Minshew as the starter. And then they lost that one with Jalen where he only got to see 19 minutes of field action. I think there's a little bit of growing pains with new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinators, but guess what talent, is still talent. There's still talent on the O-line, still talent on the D-line. The corner room is still phenomenal. I think their safety additions have been phenomenal. Their linebacker play, as usual, is always suspect, but they, they live with it. Jalen Hurts, will he continue to be Jalen Hurts? Yes. They have the mm-hmm. receivers. They have a tight end. They have running back room. My prediction is that they have 12 wins. I think they slip a few games up, but they still win the division. I think the Eagles at 12 wins – is actually kind of like crazy to think about. Like, oh wow, they're gonna lose five times after being like thirteen and four. I think they will. Um, I think it's really hard to. I, and this has come from someone who said the Eagles wouldn't lose a game until Thanksgiving week last year when they played the Packers. I, last year, no, I thought. The, they, uh, I think it was no. Did you predict them to lose to the Packers? I predicted the first loss come to the Packers. That's what I well, though that was our like preseason prediction. Prediction, yeah. but when but going through the season, I don't think we physically picked them to lose oh, once. No, no, unless no, no. we, I think I think the second Dallas game, you might have. I, I might that have. was Minshew's first start, but I think the Eagles can almost clean sweep the division. But they run into a lot of teams like the Chiefs, the Niners. The Dolphins, the, the Bills, the Jets, like the a Jets. lot of the teams. But the, okay, the Eagles of... never lost to the Jets, though. Like they've never ever, like in their whole history of the Eagles being since 1934 or whatever the hell they were, they've never lost to the Jets. So let's take that. that if they if they lose first time, about. call it Aaron Rodgers. You lost to Aaron Rodgers, not the Jets. So right before I swing it to Chris, I just want to mention something with teams like the Chiefs and the Eagles, who are the clear cut best teams in the NFL, and I'll maybe say like Niners. Bills to an extent, maybe, but really just Eagles Chiefs. When you look at their schedule, you can look at every single game on that schedule and be like, they're the better team. They could win that game, but you can't predict them to go 17 to 0. So you kind of have to see where are they gonna slip up. But a team like the Eagles, me and my pup were talking about this. They played up to better, they played up to the good teams. They shot it out with the Chiefs in the Super Bowl during the season. Vikings, who were they hosted a home playoff game, they destroyed them. Giants got a playoff win, they destroyed them twice. But now you're looking, they lost to the commanders, they almost lost to the Colts, like they almost lost to the Bears. 
I just want to know what what are the Eagles going to do this year? Are they going to play to towards their opponent, or are they just going to play their brand of ball and just dominate? Now, Chris, I'll swing it to you about the Eagles over under eleven and a half wins, and say good things about Jalen Hurts. Now, that's a demand. Um, I think, yeah, I think twelve wins is, is going to happen. It's hard for me to to doubt them after just come to Super Bowl and what you guys what both of you guys say that they did get better in my opinion. Like in, in some space where they need to get better, they got better. So it's hard for me to pick them anything under 12. I think 12 is an interesting line because also what you guys said that the teams have to play like that out of conference schedule is a, it's a little wonky. You could get some some trip up games, some some weird slip up games there. But I mean I think what makes the Eagles as good as they are is how focused the quarterback is. I mean, quarterback lead teams, of course, but I think the focus that Jalen Hurts has and just like his aura kind of, it bleeds through the whole team. Like you, it, that that's a real thing. So I feel like understanding how it's easy to fall off after a really good season. I think they're going to have that in mind. Nobody wants to be that team that just falls off. So I think they'll do that. And I think they'll be good. I, I have them back into at least the, the conference championship game at the very least. So 12 wins makes a lot of sense to me. So. Sounds good. Yeah, if I had if I had to write down any hot takes right now, not really a hot take. There should be favorites. The Eagles are going back to the Super Bowl. Probably won't lose their first game until that game against the Chiefs because I predict some yips, but that is a prime time game yes. that could get interesting in Arrowhead. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, it's already known, doesn't have to be said, even though we did say it for about uh six minutes that the Eagles they got better. Um, the line is very good, uh, as me and Danny and Chris discussed. The line's very good. It's a good like they got the the schedule to hit this wins mark, but they also got the schedule to like they can prove themselves as well. Like they can go out, beat the Bills, go beat the Chiefs, the Jets, Dolphins, Niners. Like, not say they, they probably won't win all of those games, but like it gives them, you know. Not like last year going to the playoffs. I was like, oh, they ain't beat anybody good, which wasn't true. But uh, nonetheless, it is time to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Now, Dallas has, I, in my opinion, a low line. Nine and a half seems really low for a perennial playoff team when Dak is healthy. Um, I'm actually going to. I'm going to let Chris have it first because I know he has his feelings about Dak Prescott, but I feel like he also might have his feelings about this certain line. So, Chris, you can go first on your, I guess, hometown Cowboys. Let's hear it from the Texas kid himself. Yeah, my, my pseudo hometown uh, Cowboys. And, and I do want to go on record with saying this. I do not like Dak Prescott as a quarterback. But I'll hate aside. I'll hate aside. He, he's not bad. I, I, I do hate him, but it's mainly because of where I live now. They, just, they think he's John Elway and Troy Aikman. Put together. So I just I can't do that. I can't do that. P.S. John Elway wasn't that good. No, surprise. No, Troy No Troy Aikman wasn't that good. John was neither, like that. Neither of them were that and, good. And they think they're, that he's the best one. So, But this is the thing, though. I do think the Cowboys have a pretty good team, though. Uh, I'm a big CD Lamb fan too. I really like CD Lamb a lot. I think he's a little bit receiver. Yes. So um, I do hope, and I hope Tony Pollard does well because, especially when you're expected to, it, it's a lot of pressure on the, on the guy, especially on the running back with all that's been going on. So I, I hope he does well. I think this line is low too, though, Tony. I do. And the way that they play against certain teams, if the Cowboys could just channel that, like how they play your Eagles, if they can channel that, they'd probably be the best team in football. <laughs> but it's just like you don't know which one you're going to get at all times. So it's a little wonky. Yeah. But I think 10 wins is definitely doable for them, even in a, a rough conference. I, th I think it's doable. And I think 
out of all the hate that I do give Dak, I think this is his year to really, you know, solidify himself back into that top seven conversation. If he wants, you know, if, if he can get back to that, I think this would be that time because he has the ability to, with, with Zeke gone now, it's really going to be focused on what can Dak do? We know what Paul's going to do. We know what we expect from the defense, what we expect from Michael Parsons. But what what is Dak going to do? I think this is this is year to do so. So I think 10 wins is doable. I think they'll have a pretty good year. Yeah. Danny, real Last qu- time we've seen the Dallas Cowboys, Zeke Elliott was playing center. <laughs> Yeah, and that's crazy. The Cowboys were trying to do some Tom Fullery and Jimmy Butler type esque uh, playoff playoff ball. Caleb Caleb Martin things. Yeah, they thought Zeke was Caleb Martin for a second. Uh, so, Danny, what? I just want to say real quick before you get into your spiel, I thought it was interesting that Chris said he liked Tony Pollard, but you told me something earlier about how you feel about Tony Pollard. I was hoping you would just go in on that as you go into your spill. Sorry, go ahead. I think Tony Pollard is the Tevin Coleman to the Donta Foreman of that mix from the 2017 Super Bowl run for the Falcons. I think he will actually kind of just not be average once you give him all the carries. Tony Pollard, he has that burst. He has that acceleration when they're not expecting the run, when they're not playing set eight guys in the box. Pollard is good. Don't get me wrong. I think he's an average back. He's not top 10. He's not what Zeke was. Zeke was the Cowboys offense. He was give him the ball and let him eat. It literally had a saying, let Zeke eat, because he literally could just carry the offense at some points. And Eagles fans know he would turn into a different beast once they played the Eagles. I don't know if Pollard can do that, especially coming off his injury that he had. That said, I think the Cowboys brought in a hell of a great weapons, Brandon Cooks. Gallup can be the three. They, they have they have a really solid offense, and I'm a really I I actually contrarian of you. I think Dak Prescott is a top, top ten quarterback, and he gets really underrated at sometimes. I think Dallas Cowboys certainly win more than nine and a half games. I think they hit eleven games, and the Eagles take care of the division just barely. Yeah, the see like I I like both the points you made. Chris said. When the Cowboys can put it together, they can be the best team in football. And that's where I see the vision where all the analysts every single year, they buy into the Cowboys hype. Because, like, I get it. I really do. I've watched Dak Prescott throw for a million yards and five touchdowns in a game before. I've also watched him be one of the worst quarterbacks I think I've ever seen. That's Dude, they're not like often. the Angels. They're like the Angels. Yes. They have some of the best yes. players every year. Got, they, You're like, how are the, you not exactly. winning? <laughs> you got you got the top 10 receiver. You got the top 10 quarterback. You got this good offensive line when healthy. You got good pieces on the defense with Micah Parsons. And uh going to sound like a casual. The safety, they just locked up. Um, They just locked uh, – I can't think of their safety right now, but he's really good. Y'all, I think Danny would know what I'm talking about. And then you have Diggs, of course. But – they got all these Gilmore's there now too, right? Stefan Gilmore's old. there. He, he's old. That's he's good. That's yeah. I'll say that's still one of the most fearsome cornerback duos in the league. Uh, like Danny mentioned, Brandon Cooks. You know he's like 28, 28, 29 years old. He's in the thick of his prime, in my opinion. Like, Go back to when Brandon Cooks was on the Saints. Yeah, but he was a baller. He was a baller on the Saints. But uh, he's a baller everywhere. He is a baller. The Archer. Yeah, he's a baller. So. Like, like not, you guys not, said, not I'm Drew, going though. over the Archer, but not yeah, not, not not Madden Mobile Legend Dre Archer, but Dre Archer. But uh, yeah, I agree with you guys. Nine and a half, like borderline feels disrespectful. Like this is a perennial playoff team. 
They got better. This is Dak's, you know, like time. I need to play MVP level football. Um, I think he'll be able to do it. But uh, yeah, we okay. all kind of like as mu- as much as we kind of don't like the Cowboys. It's eat like this is disrespect. We know disrespect when we see it. Go ahead, Danny. Let me tell you this: the Cowboys only had set a win higher than the Pittsburgh Steelers. That is disrespectful, that, man. The Steelers didn't make the playoffs, and the Cowboys were a couple snaps away from, from beating the Niners and playing the Eagles in the conference championship. Get on some like respectful level. Because the Cowboys didn't lose anybody important. Yeah, no. And and here's the thing. One, they locked they just locked up Zach Martin a couple of hours ago from this recording. And two, not here's the thing. The Steelers and Cowboys could both end up with like 10, 11 wins. But it's the purpose of the hype going into next season. It's the preseason it's just like, hype. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, just because you, if you don't think the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl, that doesn't matter. They're getting they're getting double digit wins if Dak's healthy. Their team got better. This team's going to the playoffs. They went this team for rush. Like Dak here's the thing. Week eighteen, they were they were capable of getting the one seed with an Eagles loss, Niners loss, and their win. Which actually none of those happened. But but sure. still, like that shows how much they are in the thick of the the top of the NFC, and they went toe to toe with the 49ers. With like, and obviously, the, no one will know. Like the the 49ers just weren't healthy against the Eagles, so like that game. Not to say I, I think the Eagles was still won, but um, yeah. I, I just I we all we all feel the same way. Y'all got any more comments about the Cowboys before we move on? Now let's let's move on to a team that's actually underrated. Or unless we're not okay. doing that team right now. Uh, no, no, no. We're going to do that team last. We're going to talk about a team that employs Daniel Jones at quarterback. So the New York Giants line is set at seven and a half. You could go over and they could have a losing record. Which again, it kind of feels a little disrespectful to me. I'm a big, I'm not the biggest fan. I'm not a Daniel Jones hater. I saw how he was able to take care of the ball last season. I think Brian Dable deserves a lot of credit for that, but Daniel Jones also deserves credit. He's the one actually out there making the throws and stuff. Um, they have something in Isaiah Hodgins. You're getting Wandale Robinson back. I don't know when Sterling Shepard's exactly going to be back, but he'll be back. You have Darren Waller, who when healthy is one of the five best tight ends in football the last time we've seen him, of course. Um, it just feels low. Like I'm not that high on the Giants. I think their ceiling is extremely low, but I mean, Seven and a did half do, wins. Did they do anything to like improve their team from last year to this year? Because like Waller is an improvement, but like outside of that, they're just kind of betting on Paris Campbell, Waller, and their players to develop. Well, but I think that's fair. I think they yeah, remind I'm me a lot. That, yeah, they remind me a lot of 2021 Eagles, except they didn't get an AJ Brown. But even if the Eagles didn't get A.J. Brown, they wouldn't be in the Super Bowl. But you'd be like, all right, let's see Jalen Hurts take steps. Let's see Devontae Smith take that top 10 receiver leap. Let's see Dallas Goddard take that elite tight end leap. And I think that's kind of where the Giants are. They don't have their A.J. Brown. I mean, Darren Wall is really good, of course, but he's not no A.J. Brown. However, Daniel Jones, second year in the system. You saw, not saying he is Josh Allen, but you saw the wonders that Dable could do for Allen. I think another year under that system could do wonders for him. So I am going to go over on this. I think they'll get nine wins. Can't see them having a losing record. I think Dable brings great culture there and they'll have Saquon who is uh, 
That's not that, hey, that's, that's not a bad thing by any means. <laughs> I think the I think the Giants are on the same exact tier as the New Orleans Saints, except mm-hmm. they have a better coach. Yes. Yes. And they have the, the same that's kind not, of roster that's capability. Not, that's not even a slant. Like the Saints are like they're just looked bad because they're in the NFC South. They should win that division. I don't think any they should, they, they should cakewalk that division. Yeah, they should. We want to see something different, but they're probably going to. Sorry, go back back to you. No, like it's it's it just should. Are the Giants going to kind of be the dumpster fire and catch a lot of four losses from playing the Eagles, Cowboys? Probably. Man, yeah, uh, they can't so, beat the Cowboys for nothing. Nothing. So you have to go ten and three outside of that. Yeah, I That's mean, even if you sweep, man. if you if they sweep the Commanders, uh, they'll be. Eight and three. Well, you could sweep the commanders. You'll still probably get swept by the other two teams. I say they split the Eagles just because one of those games is week 18. And the Eagles ain't going to be playing nobody. But They can still beat them week 18. But nonetheless. <laughs> Mario to Yeah, nonetheless, let's say, dude, it, it could get hard to get 10 wins, but I still take the over. I think they can get seven, seven yeah. and a half wins pretty, pretty Yeah. Good. See what I'm saying? Like, they don't have to be this overly amazing team for you to take the over. So I'm going to go to Chris because I actually don't know Chris's feelings on Daniel Jones or the Giants at all, but uh, we're about to hear him right now. Yeah, well, I'm a Duke fan. Not Duke football fan, but I'm Duke basketball. <laughs> oh, yeah, Duke. Liking <laughs> Duke football is diabolical. That is actually, insanity. They, actual, they actual crazy Temple. Talk. It's actual Grayson, Grayson Allen, stand up. Or is that- I will take this. I did go to – I have went to a football game at uh, Duke, and it is actually pretty fun. Uh, pretty good atmosphere. But saying that to say, I I don't know. I, I see them being anywhere from like seven to nine wins. So I think this line is like right around where I'd have it if, if I was trying to trick better. Because I, I don't know. I think, it's a, I think it's a pretty good line. Only because, I mean, I, I don't know. I, outside of Wandale Robinson – I don't know if they have the, the playmakers that I that I think is going to win them enough games to get to maybe ten wins. That's that's the only thing, and it could be me being more of a football casual than basketball casual. But I I know Wondell's going to make plays. So when Still Shepard gets back, he's going to make plays. Saquon is going to do he's going to do. But it's like outside of that, it's like I I don't really know. So it's like I think seven and nine is a good choice. If I was to have to bet on this line, I'd probably take the over. Um, just because I think good coaching does win out, especially in football too. Like when you can put people in the correct positions and put them in the right places. Good things usually happen, or at least you can be in it to compete. So, I would I would take the over because eight wins just isn't a lot. And like I said, you can still be under five hundred. So, I take the over, but I see them anywhere between like seven and nine wins. So, yeah. My hot take is that Isaiah Hodgins will be the Travis Fulgham that pans out, and he'll get nine hundred yards to a thousand yards this year. That's my hot take on Isaiah Hodgins because people like yeah like no like as you were ramp like they don't have the best playmakers in the world, but people be like Daniel Jones has zero weapons. He is. He arguably has the most gifted running back ever as his running back. He has, yeah, Wandell and Sterling Shepard got hurt. But if they're healthy this year, no excuses. Same thing with Darren Waller. And Isaiah Hodgins is a baller. I I, I don't care. I remember Christmas Eve, or yes, Christmas Eve, I fell, I, I got home from work, I fell asleep. I woke up to an Isaiah Hodgins masterclass against uh the Vikings. And I was just like, yo, who is this? That dude's balls. I don't care. He's nice. He's nice. But wait, you're forgetting about twin Darius Slay Tan. 
Darius Slate. Oh my god. Yo, he had a crazy catch in week 18 over Darius Slate, and I was like, it's over. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you no, that was Kenny G, bro. That was Kenny Gallup. It's funny how those two should be the best two receivers on the team, and we're not even discussing them. <laughs> now, Kenny Gallup got cut, I think. <laughs> oh my god, dude, he wow. was so good. Like, I know, like Wait, I don't he... what happened? What happened? Wow. It's crazy. He might, be un- he, he might be unemployed. Hold up. He's a free Why agent. He's unemployed. He's unemployed. Why do you have to say it like that? Oh, my God. You don't know if he has a little side hustle or not. <laughs> he, he might be, sell- he might be sell- selling shoes out the back of his truck. You never know. <laughs> no. He on, his, he on his Rich Paul selling jerseys out the back of his truck. We're going to get that CDL. Go start driving trucks. Good Lord. <laughs> He'd be selling pics with, uh, for NFTs on the internet now. Yo, nah. NFT's going for like 30 bucks now. <laughs> they a dime more a dozen. Than, more, more than what he's making from the Giants. <laughs> well, let's talk about a team that was recently purchased. Uh, the Washington Commanders. By, um, by 76ers with, owner, Josh Harris, who is running the team to the ground. Yeah. Honestly, during our 2K raise, we could talk a little bit about James Harden, but, you know, whatever. Back to the Commanders. Uh me and Danny both agree, pretty disturbing line. I mean, I could see yeah. a world where their quarterback play doesn't work out and maybe they get under, but no. I like Sam Howell. Uh, he was my QB1 coming out of that mediocre draft class. And before that college season, I was like, him and Rattler are clearly a cut above the rest that clearly didn't work out. But, um, yeah, I, I think Sam Howell, you got Terry McLaurin, you got Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel. That defensive line is a unit, like one of the best units in the NFL. Um, I like their potential. It's kind of just all on Sam Howell. You don't – no one really knows. He looks sharp. Like he he does look sharp through a preseason game and uh, training camp. He does look sharp. It looks like he likes Jahan Dotson and, and Terry McLaurin a lot, which is good. Um. So I think I'm going to go over. Does it necessarily mean they go go ahead and make the playoffs? Are they going to go ahead and have a winning record? I wouldn't bet on it, but I mean, come on, six and a half. I, we're, come on. that That's disrespectful in my opinion. This is a talented roster um, capable of getting at least seven wins in my opinion. Um, Danny, I you you have opinions on the commanders, so I'll let you go ahead. This division is the AL East of football. And there's no change in my mind on this. The AL East has five teams that are all over 500 right now. And I think the NL East can do the same exact thing, have five teams all go over 500. I think the commanders are a lock to go over six and a half wins. And I would kind of book it. You might book, I, I would book eight wins. This team has one of the best defenses in the NFL, period. Their D line is phenomenal, their O line, it's okay. But their linebackers have been great. Their corner play, they just, they just drafted a, a baller. He makes really interceptions that can change the game. And their safety play has been really consistent across the couple, last couple of years. And they're getting Chase Young, who barely played last year, back. One of the best de- defensive linemen in the NFL. And yes, I'm saying he's one of the best defensive linemen in the NFL when he had 10 sacks as a rookie. Yeah, this he team, certainly has one of the highest ceilings, yeah. This team... Could win a playoff game. Mm. I'm not saying they're beating the Eagles. I'm not saying they're beating the Eagles, but 
if there's a bad two seed, it was a unlucky. I think the team, this team, could beat if they get like a five seed low or six seed somehow and wind up playing a team that's not really that good. Watch out, because they proved they almost beat Tom Brady one year with Taylor Heineke at quarterback. Taylor, Taylor Heineke's legend for that, and he's legend he is, for beating he, the undefeated Eagles. He's just he legend. legend, like he's he's like this era's like Fitzpatrick, <laughs> like. Uh, Dude. But Chris, I'm I'm gonna let you go ahead on the Commanders. Um, I like the Commanders too, honestly. Uh, I think it's really because I like a lot of their players, like single, like separately. Like I like I like Chase Young a lot. I like McLaurin a lot. Like I like those those two initially. I mean, just those two. I, I honestly, I want them to do well. Um, I think six and a half is a little low because I think we have a good defense, especially in the NFL. You can you can win some games just because you can you can stop people. I mean, you don't have to. Your know, offenses have to put up forty points. So Sam Howell can put up maybe 21 and still get a 21-17 win. We have a good defense. So I think that happens a good a good period of times, and they can end up getting eight to nine wins easily, in my opinion. And um, I don't think that's a crazy take, Danny, them win a playoff game. But if they get a Vikings-type first-round exactly. matchup, like somebody like that, they can I, – I can see – I see a vision, Danny, for sure. So, yeah, I think six and a half is really low. I would go over it. Um, and I, I think they can be really, really interesting, especially if Sam Howell just has a solid year. If he just doesn't turn the ball over crazy, they can they can they can really surprise people. So yeah, I think over over six and a half wins for sure. Yeah, so we're all really on the same page about all of these. Really, like these are the Eagles. Their line is probably the the best one here. But like single digit wins for the Cowboys and a losing records for the Giants and Commanders. No, I'm not feeling. I like Danny's take though. AL East is stacked. LLE. And AL East is stacked, NFC East also stacked. But we're going to transition transition into some 2K rating slash NBA headlines because James Harden uh, called Daryl Morey a liar, and he will never play for an organization that he is a part of again. Uh, let me say that again. He said Daryl Morey is a liar, and he will never play for an organization that has him again. Um, my opinion, look, Harden's... Look, Harden's been trying to move around the last couple of years, and you could blame that on him. But this particular situation, if somebody lied to me twice, yes, I would I would make it public. If someone lied to me about giving me a long-term deal as I took a pay cut and then said, if you opt into a contract, I'll trade you, and then that option is essentially your one-year prove-it deal to go get that long-term deal, and it said, no, I'm not trading you, then I'd be mad. I'd, I'd be so mad, but I don't know if anybody else had some thoughts on that before we hop into some 2K ratings, but... Uh, I did. Harden... Oh, uh, Mike's good, yeah, yeah. Mike's open. The thing about Harden, dude, he was speaking to the Wangdong Tigers in China when he was saying that. Like, he was, bro was in China talking about Maury. Maury's not liked in China. They're probably happy. That's why they're cheering about it, because he said some stuff in China, about China a couple years ago. So why is... Harden is very specific. He's smart about what he's saying. He knows that he's going to get a lot of, oh, yeah, Daryl Morey stinks. I think Daryl Morey yep. should get – I think the Sixers should move on from Morey. But Josh Harris is his best friend. Morey um, can go be the commander's GM because he's, he's hmm. not a basketball GM. Never worked. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I don't I don't know. I And especially in basketball, I'm always on the player side because I feel like corporations – in the NBA, I know they're teams, but corporations for real, like really what they are, they, they really treat you like that. They get you a chance, get a chance to. And I think what Tone said is the main deal. He lied, he lied to Harden twice. And it was kind of public. Like 
the handshake deal, backdoor deal to get him a bigger deal this uh, offseason, this past offseason because of him taking the pay cut so they could sign former Rockets. They didn't go sign other players. They literally signed P.J. Tucker, Daniel House, and the only person they missed was Eric Gordon. Like That was the only other person that they didn't get. So, in my opinion – He I might get like, traded for Eric Gordon. You never know. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh Derek, Eric Gordon's going to end up on the Sixers somehow, some way, if Daryl Morey has anything to say about it. But, yeah, I'm with James on that one. And like you said, Dan, I think it was he, – he really did it because they hate Daryl Morey over there anyway. So, it was just a good way for him – to not really get much backlash because he, he he's got to know the analysts are going to kill him anyway for in, in America they're going to kill him for asking out all these times being in Brooklyn not doing nothing whatever so on so so and so but I think the real big deal with this is is Embiid if this goes really really sour that could have an effect on Embiid I'm not going to say he's going to ask out but it would open up the door for him to like hey how are we gonna get more talent here if you can't retain talent or if you can't prove that you've been negotiating good faith other free agents see that they they do so they free agents especially they wouldn't necessarily want to sign there and then it's gonna be hard to get a person to agree to a trade if they have that you know clause with them or a good relationship with their front office so i think it's just more his implications bigger than harden like harden's cool and and you need harden to if you want to make a real run if you're the sixers right now but i think it's bigger on what is it in what does it make what does it make and be feel yeah my I'm casual take walking away from this situation is that now makes one two three all-stars that have left the sixers after teaming up with Embiid. Hashtag just observing. Anyway, uh, going on to 2K ratings. Honestly, we could just go. I don't know if y'all all seen the 2K ratings. I don't know if Danny out of pocket. Seen them. I know. Yeah, I know Chris has seen them. He knows they think he thinks they out of pocket. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say what I think might be the worst 2K rating I've ever seen. Um, And Chris knows I don't like Jimmy Butler. Well, I, I don't hate Jimmy Butler, but like the the conversations he gets put in makes me mad. But it's actually not the rating I'm talking about. Austin Reeves is an 86. He's an 86. Chris Stapps Porzingis is, I think, an 86. Austin Reeves is that, that's I, he's I thought an he was 86. I thought it was a fake rating. I thought it was a, I thought it was a fake rating. Look, Austin Reeves is very, very good. But this is a 25-year-old who, yes, he I think he what, averaged 14 during the regular season and then 19 during the playoffs on good efficiency. What if I told you 20-year-old Jason Tatum had that same run? And he actually he didn't, he didn't get to play with LeBron. He had to play against LeBron. And mind you, Tatum got bumped up to a unrightfully so 87. So I don't know. Maybe there's logic behind what 2K is doing. But it's just going to set up Austin Reeves so bad. First of all, this kid is 25. He's not a 19-year-old rookie. He's 25. There's not too much ceiling to his game, in my opinion. It's just an 86. Like, think about this. He His rating is two points behind Jalen Brown, but it is six points ahead of Derek White. He can be better than Derek White. He's closer to Derek White than Jalen Brown. That's the, that's the point I'm trying to make. He's not... He's not closer to an all-star than a good role player like he's he's a good role player but he's he's not an all-star i don't know that was just my worst 2k rating in my opinion i'm cool with reeves chris no i like austin reeves but uh yeah chris what was the worst 2k rating or the best one both doesn't matter so so i i think he i think he's an 81 i think the 86 was fake i saw it too i think he's an 81 i think I think he's an 81. But but if, if he is an 86, that is one of the worst ratings because that's going to lead into what I think the worst rating is. And now before I say this, I don't want it to sound like a Wimby hate. Oh, my God. 
Damn, I got. I must have got ball sacked. He's at eighty. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. I got I, no, 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 no. I, I got, got ball sacked before. I got tricked too, so I get it. But this is the problem. I, I like Wimby as a prospect, and I like what I saw in summer league. And I even woke up to watch Mets ninety two basketball at six a.m. in the morning. I I'm not a Wimby. I, I, I've done that, that right. too. I've done it too. I, I did. I'm I but I will tell you this: LeBron James did come to NBA as a seventy eight. He did. I know times have changed. That is one thing. Wimby is at eighty four right now. The problem I have with 84 is Paolo Bencaro's at 84. Now, yeah. Paolo did 27 and three and a half as a rookie on a team that was over 500, if I'm not mistaken, for the second half of the season after the All-Star break. Now, and Paolo's also, also playing on Team USA right now, well, FIBA, whatever you want to call it. He's on that team now, and it's for a reason because he's one of the rising stars in the NBA. I think 84 is kind of crazy. Wimby being at 84, whatever. If he's at 84, I think Powell's at 86, in my opinion. I just think you – they didn't reward players for doing well. And, well, they didn't reward Powell for being rookie of the year and doing really, really well in the NBA. Like, we know what we think Wimby's going to be as a prospect, but as an NBA player, Powell showed he can be a 20-point scorer. A lot of people still haven't gotten to that. We haven't even seen a full season of Michael Bridges doing 20 points a game. He's at 80. Seven, I want to say, and there's no hate to Michael, but it's just a simple fact. Michael was a role player at first; he's 87. Paolo came in as he shared it with Franz, being like the the focal point of the team, and he didn't really get a, a good boost. I think he ended last year as an 84. So I don't know. I think that was that was kind of bogus rating. I think, and also Tatum, Luca, and Jimmy all being the same rating is absolutely nonsense. Now, personally, if you whatever you want to pick, Luca or Tatum, I'm cool with you. I personally would say Luca one. I don't I don't even want to get to it, but I like one A and one B, like right there. Jimmy's under both of them. And they all they they all should be 95s. If anything, it should be somebody's 96, 95, then 92. Jimmy 92, Tatum and Luca, whichever one you want to do, 96, 95. But them being the same rate is absolutely incredible because Jimmy's best stats you really can't measure. Like it's only one category for intangibles. It's one category for hustle. There's no category for heart, leadership, uh Jimmy mind time foolery, him time, like none of that works. So if you're gonna make Tell me he's a 95 overall without those things. I don't believe you. Sorry, Danny. I had to get my, my sunglasses right there. Yeah, I agree. My my problem is putting Jimmy Butler over Kawhi Leonard. Because you can't tell me Agreed. watching basketball that Jimmy Butler better than Kawhi Leonard. You know, ball. Yeah, that's, that's a great problem to have. <laughs> and an- another thing is, like, Zion Ja we're ranked the same, dude. They're both 92s. It's hard because Zion hasn't been on the game like in the game for so long. But Ja was putting like top six MVP numbers votes for up until February until, until he started throwing guns up in the club. Are you saying Ja should have a higher rating than Zion? I think Ja should be the same rating as Shea. Was that 93? Yep. I think he should be considering a little bit 2K 2K usually doesn't from. 2K usually doesn't factor in health. They've get, they've given Kawhi Leonard a 97 after tearing his ACL, I'm pretty sure. In my opinion, I think Zion should have at least a 93 or better because I do think he's better than Shea, but that's just me. I'm, I'm too hypothetical with Zion. It's a little too touchy of a topic. Also, Chris um, Paul so should not be an 87. I'm sorry, Chris. Yeah, Chris is... Chris is Chris. Really? Chris Paul. I'm sick. Chris Paul. He's he at, should eight, be like what's a, he at 87. He should be like 84, 83. Tell 
No, nah, my my King Derek yeah. Way is yeah. better. Now I, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at 80, 85s. I think 87 is a little high too. Only because I mean he, he ended last year not so well, and, and that's my thing about 2K Ray. Like I don't know are they going off how you end it, how they think you're going to be next year. Like what the fuck? Like what is it? Because <laughs> Paolo ended as an 84. It's blowing my mind because I'm like, bro, he he started as an 80, he ended as an 84 as a rookie of the year. And you go into the next game with the 84. I, I just don't get it. I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't know what 2K bases off of. Is, is it off of how they ended or what is next year? It, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, I, I don't get it. I think Tatum finished the year as a 96. I mean, 96, 96. and then starting in 95. Uh, it's whatever. It's apples, oranges. But, like, I don't know. Uh, uh, but and that's the Jordan thing. Like, got worse. Jordan Poole got worse <sighs> with the new ratings. Like, he's like an 80 zoo now. I'm like, I know he got sent to a worse team, but, I mean, did he get worse? And he didn't he have traded? a great playoff know. run, but. He kind of helped the Warriors stay afloat when Steph was hurt. He took over the starting point guard role. He averaged 20. That's all I'm saying. So (laughs) enough of this 2K malarkey. So Danny has five quarterbacks, and me and Chris are going to blind rank them. Um, Of course, without knowing what's coming next. So whenever Danny is ready, I'll I'll write down me and Chris's blind rankings as we go. Yeah, for the TikTok. Today, we're going to be blind ranking yeah. five quarterbacks from my list. Number yes. one, Justin Fields. Uh, I'm going to throw Fields at three. I think that's comfy. Yeah. and That's so real like comfy for three me. Is towards the back. That's like the middle, right? And then five and four is like yeah. the worst of them? Okay. Yes. Uh, I do like Justin Fields. Four, because I don't I'm know what Danny got up his sleeve. He, he's a tricky guy. I'm going four. Keeping gonna, it in I, the division, we'll go with Jared Goff. Damn it. Mm. I think by default on my list, I'm going to have to go two. But I think that's what Danny wants me to do. So mm, I already messed my list up, so I'm going to go four. I'm going to go Goff at four. Yep, and I'm going to go Goff at three because you said you think Danny wants to do it, so I'm going to see and take the bait. <laughs> I'm I don't know. We'll goes. see. We'll, we'll see. see maybe I'm the way, Maybe I'm really out. taking the bait. Let's see if you guys can figure out what I'm doing here. Number three is Kenny Pickett. Oh, it's so much mid. Oh, God. Um, I'm going to have to go five. This this could get bad. Oh, God. Uh, I'm going to have like – I'm going to have like Sam Howell at my, my one or something. He's going to throw something crazy. You know, uh, you know what? Uh, Kenny Pickett's at two. Okay. Kenny All Pickett right. at two. Keeping it in the mid-tier. Mac Jones. Oh, my God. I have to put him at two. Oh, man. This is horrible. This is five. Horrible. Mac Jones is five for me. He's my least favorite quarterback. I uh, say hey, Chris's list seems a little more reasonable than mine. Yeah, five. All right. God. What, what spot do you have available? What spot do you have available, Chris? We bo- only have would, these, these will both be our one. He might be a good one. Derek Carr. All right. You know what? I'll hey hey these lists are garbage. I'm fine with leaving the open spot for a guy who's made the playoffs. Uh hey, I'll live with it. Ain't no one's I can live with it. If I had to do Tony, this list over, I would probably put Justin Fields one just out of like out of, out of just like Justin no. Fields the most. <laughs> to be honest, I'm putting Justin Fields one on this list, then it's Carr, then it's probably Pickett, then it's Golf and Mac Jones. Yeah, Jones is the worst. Jones is the worst. He is the worst quarterback. Jones is definitely Jones is, in my opinion, the worst. So <laughs> now we are going to guess the NBA player. These two have 20 questions, 10 apiece to figure it out. I have my player. 
Um, so whoever wants to ask the first question, it don't matter. It's on y'all. I started off. Do they currently play in the NBA? They do not. Uh, has this player retired in the last five years? Uh, no, he retired unfortunately a while ago. Oh, unfortunately, that's a clue. Write it down. Yes, it. yeah, that that's that's a clue. Yeah. Did this player play in the 1990s? Uh, no, he did not. No, did he play play in the 2000s, 2000 to 2010? Yes, he did. Mm. <laughs> Is this player a Eastern Conference player for the majority of his career? No. Did this player play on the Celtics? No. He no, no, no. We, we said we said we said to be Eastern Conference player. Yeah. Oh well, well majority. He could have played for the Celtics for yeah. a year and, yeah, and but no, he never he never suited up for those Celtics. Okay. Y'all are at six questions. So Danny's question is up next. Hmm, let me think. Come on, man. Did they play in the Pacific? No, they did not play in the specific uh Pacific. Okay. Um so no no Lakers, no Warriors, Clippers, no Suns. no Lakers, Kings, Warriors, Clippers, Suns. Um is this player a guard? He would be a guard. Did this player play for the Dallas Mavericks? He did not play for the Dallas Mavericks. Damn. I was going for a home run there. Damn. <laughs> um, damn. Okay. He said 2000, 2010. Um, was this player still playing in 2008? He was playing in 2008. Okay. Uh, did he play in the – Northwest Division. Northwest is Nuggets, uh, Timberwolves, Thunder, Jazz, Trailblazers. Yes, he did play in the Northwest. Um, is this player six five and under? He is. Oh, he's over six five. So no, he is not six five or under. Over six five and a guard still, and he played. For one of – what's those teams you just named, Danny? My bad. Nuggets, Wolves, Thunder – wait. Would the Thunder count as uh, Supersonics back then? Uh, well, yeah, but – spoiler, it's not a Thunder or a Sonic player. Okay. Um, did he play for the Trailblazers? He did play for the Blazers. Is a guard over over six five play for the Trailblazers 2000-2010. Is this player Rudy Fernandez? It is not Rudy Fernandez. I thought I thought I had it. I thought I did. My bad. I thought I was on one. God, Dalvin Cook is a Jet. I'm sorry. Well, breaking news in the middle of our segment. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, Y'all yeah, are at 14 questions, by the way. Uh, you said he's over 6'5"? Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. 
He's he's talking basketball reference too. He's a guard too. Yep. Um, Did this player ever play with LeBron? No, he did not. No. Mm. That doesn't cut down your options a lot either. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just, I know. Mm. I know you were thinking. You were thinking of Cavs legend Rodney Hood. I know it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> bucket. He's a bucket. <laughs> he was a bucket. Rodney Hood was one of them. The, oh, you know I know Duke alum. Duke alum. Mississippi State alum as well, but Duke alum too. Um, what am I about to say? Damn, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I'm 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 stuck. He said 2000s to, to 2010. Over six five. All right. Yep. Played for the Blazers. Uh, is this player Alan Crabb? It is not Alan Crabb. We're at 16 questions. We have four left. I honestly feel like this is a pretty popular player, in my opinion. Um, hmm. I feel like I gave Did it away he... early, too, but. I must have played. I don't know the Blazers roster that well. Um, Especially them old Blazers. <laughs> 2005, 2010. I'm trying to think. How tall is Jamal Crawford? It ain't Jamal Crawford. I'm going to save you the time. I'm going to save you the question. I think he's 6'5". <laughs> um, man, I, I'm, I'm stumped, dude. I'm so, so you said he's under 6'5"? Over, over. No, he's over 6'5". In a guard. Mm. Damn. Uh, Got four questions left. I think y'all can do it. I think you can. Was he an all-star ever? Oh, oh yeah. He was an all-star. Three-time all-star. Three-time all-star. 6'5", 2000-2010. A taller guard. I got to guess. Uh, hey, you got to guess. It's going to be a question. That would mean Chris will essentially get the last two. Well, no, no. Chris is going to take this one, and then I, I got to guess. Okay. Okay. You go, go ahead, go ahead, Dan. Use your guess. We're teammates here. Use your guess. Use your guess. Nah, go first. I I I need to use your guess to use your question to see if I can narrow in. Who All right. It is. Um, he's he's an all star. He's an all star. He played for the uh, the Blazers. At a point, it's not, over six five. It's not too many of those. So, uh, wait. Ask a question if he ever played for someone else. That ain't. I'm gonna save you the time. They ain't gonna help you. Oh, he played for the Blazers his whole career. Hmm. But he played five games for another team, but it was nothing really. Damn. Oh, that's a guard. Uh, damn it, Chris. You should have got this already, man. <laughs> Chris, think huh? of the best player on the Blazers. Like it, my guess is, I'm thinking of the best player on the Blazers growing up. Like dude, he was like he he was their Damian Lillard is the the player I'm thinking about. Dude, I was going to say it's so many people I was going to say, but I, I don't I don't think they count, especially as guards. That's my problem, guards. I'm thinking of a 2K my team legend. People always use this guy. That's guy. That's the only reason I know him. Damn. Tony gave a little smile. I think I'm right. No, I have no clue who you're talking about. I'm not going to lie. Is, uh, well, I, I'll just guess. Is, oh, did I already guess? 
No, no, no. You, you, you're, you're the. You would be the question nineteen. Is this player Brandon Roy? It, it is. is Brandon Roy, you, man. Why did it take you so long? For, for some reason, I. Right, this is why. This, this is why it took me so long. I kept forgetting how tall Brandon Roy was, and for some reason, I thought he was six four. Like I, that, that's why I was, I was taking it out of my head. I'm like, it, it can't be Brandon Roy because I thought he was six four, but he's six five, isn't he? On the head, he's six six. What six the, six shooting for guard. some reason I thought he was six four. That's why I never said him. I'm like, I know it's not Drexel, that's too old. I know it's not Terry Porter, he's too short. In my head, I was gonna say Brandon Roy a thousand times. I was gonna say it first. I was gonna say it a thousand times. I'm like, I think he's only six four. You should have got Roy. it the moment I said retired early, unfortunately. I, I didn't even hear that. I missed that. You, I, I would have caught you're the one that it. you said you said that was a hint. You said that was a hint. You gotta write that down. <laughs> damn it, you right. And I, and but right, right, right. And I, and I was thinking, I was like, damn, it, it, it's Brandon Roy, but I thought he was six four. I was gonna say that, but I thought he was six four. I mean, it could also have been Greg Oden, but and then we got to All Star, and he's a guard and and whatnot. But without further ado, thank you damn guys for tuning good. in. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you like, subscribe. Head on over to the audio platforms, pre-download the episode, leave a like, leave a five-star rating. If you're on the audio platforms, go on to the YouTube, like, subscribe. Come on, Danny. Come on, Danny. Danny, can you take us out of here? From Tone, AP New Freezer, from Culture 2 by Amigos and DC Comics. It's been a great episode. Young LA right here, Young LA on the shirt. We are going to be sponsored soon as a podcast. <laughs> don't, don't, don't trip. We got this. Have a great week. Tune in. And as Costco sells, have a great summit morning. <laughs> yes. Have a great summit morning. We'll catch you guys next week. Thank you for tuning in. See y'all.